This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. Even as many retail loan officers have made the move to wholesale, there are still plenty of holdouts. How can mortgage brokers recruit top talent to the wholesale channel? In this episode of Good Better Broker, we'll talk with two guys who are having these conversations every day. What are retail LOs looking for? And how can you help make their transition a smooth one? Episode 43 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Sean Lee, Senior Vice President of Business Development. And he is with Home Trust Financial, part of the AGI family of companies in Washington State. Sean, welcome. Thank you for having me, Justin. Good morning. Yeah, it's great to have you with us, uh, and and I want you to kind of give our listeners some background on you because uh, this is what you do for a living. You're on the phone all the time, having these conversations, going back and forth with a lot of these retail LOs about making the switch to wholesale. So, uh, what's what's been the experience that you've had, Sean? Especially, you know, in the you know these recent months where we've seen so many LOs making the switch to the broker channel. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Welcome, welcome to my world. I guess I'm I'm a little bit part of your world here today too. But yeah, Zoom calls, phone calls, uh, face-to-face meetings, you, you name it. Anything we can do to uh, to get in front of people right now. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's this is it, you know you you and I had talked in the past, and it's it's funny you you mentioned that recruiting kind of comes in waves, right? And and I've certainly experienced the same thing, right? You, you notice these waves where things get really busy, and then it kind of slows down again, and and then it gets busy. Um, I think recently we've maybe experienced a little a little bit of a lull in recruiting after you know December and January, and there's a it's just a transition period for everything, right? Um, and now you get kind of into the spring and, and things are slowing down. I'm, I'm hoping for a re- reacceleration of recruiting, um, but but they're still, you know, they're still trickling in from retail, right? We're still experiencing this massive market share shift from, from retail to, to, the, to the TPO channel, the wholesale channel. Um, and, and people are moving for a lot of reasons. They're interested in these conversations and what we're doing for, for a lot of different reasons. So it's, it's still really exciting and, and we're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, those uh, those waves that you mentioned, it's much like the ocean, ever-changing, and you cannot turn your back on it. That's the one thing that we know. <laughs> um, Sean, what are you hearing you know, from these yeah. conversations that you're, ha- that you're having with these LOs? Why are they leaving retail for wholesale, or why are they even interested in having a conversation about it? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. There, there's a number of different reasons. And, um, you know, it varies from person to person and maybe depending what their role is. If they're a branch, branch manager, if they're, they're a loan officer, um, it, it could be any number of reasons, but, you know, a lot of them are, they're losing confidence in their model. I think that's like number one right off the top is they can't go to the market or to their borrowers or even their industry partners and confidently sell the rates that they have or, or the products that they have um, because they know there are better options out there. Um, so confidence, pricing, it could be their compensation model. Um, we, we know that that retail has been cutting compensation a lot. And a lot of these, you know, it, it, these these 
corporations kind of pull these lever, levers over time, right? And they not might not feel like, you know, something big at all at once. It's like, you know, the the straw that broke the camel's back, but it's it's, you know, death by a million cuts or a thousand cuts and and that's kind of what's happening. So yeah, it's 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 pricing, it's comp, it's lack of decision-making power. Um you name it. I mean, there there are any number of reasons why somebody might be interested or, or might want to make the move right now. All right. Some of our listeners may know this about me, but I love a good analogy and I love a good story. And this leads me to your approach, Sean, that you take with recruiting these LOs. You shared this with me when we were talking about this podcast and the lead up to it. And I want you yep. to share this with our listeners as well. Yeah. So the way the way I think of it, and I've I've got a I've got a couple, I guess. I kind of look at retail. Oh, <laughs> retail is kind of like it's like the blockbuster video of the mortgage industry. It's it's changing. It's over. It's the, the model is it's 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 a slow death. It's just not effective. It's not efficient. It's not what's best for borrowers. It's not what's best for the the boots on the ground, the loan officers, um, or, or the industry partners. So we're going to continue to see this this you know this shift in market share. It's happening now. It's not going to slow down. This is only going one way. When when we talk about uh, AGI and, and home trust, the home trust is our flagship brand. We have a number of different brands, seven different DBAs. Um, when we talk about AGI and what we do as a platform, I kind of look at this as like what we've built as a high-performance sports car, right? Um, and we're we're looking for we're looking for drivers, right? And it, it, this car, it's you know, it's it's a Ferrari or it's a it's a Formula One, right? And we've got this track in front of us, um, but we need somebody to to get behind the wheel and drive that car around the track. Right and drive it how really however they want. We want to win the race, but it's it's up to the loan officer. It's up to the branch manager on you know how aggressively you're going to drive that car, when you're going to hit the gas, when you're going to hit the brakes, when you initiate the turn, and then when you come in right to change your tires, when you come into pit, you've got an unbelievable pit crew, the best in the business, there to support you get those tires changed quickly, refill the vehicle, and put you out on the track so you can drive it again. I told you guys it was good. That that sports car analogy. I just, I just love the way you you put that, Sean. You know, just that you need drivers, but it's up to them how they're going to navigate those turns, navigate the track, and obviously with the end goal of uh, getting to victory lane. That's what we're all after here. Um, you have said on your social media that you are all about putting LOs in control of their business. What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, first it starts with trust. Right. So you have to trust the people that you're doing, you're doing business with. So we empower loan officers and branch managers to make the decisions for their business. We have a bunch of different looks here. Like I said, we've got seven or eight different DBAs right now. Um, we've got different models that operate off of the AGI platform, right? Some, you know, some have, you know, lead gen models. Some are, you know, we've got partnerships with different industry p- professionals. Um, we've got marketing partnerships. You've got traditional models, right? So, it, it, we want to support you however however you want to do your business whatever you see best 
What somebody is going, we're in, we're in Seattle, and, and what a loan officer is doing to be successful in Austin, Texas, for example, may be very different than what we do out of our, our corporate headquarters. So we want to empower that person, that loan officer or that branch manager to be able to plug into our platform and operate their business the way they want. And that's everything from how you, know, how you build your staff, right? What your support team looks like, how wh- what pricing looks like, right? What comp- Compensation plans look like. That's completely up to you. We've got some templates that we know are very successful, and, and we've got affiliates that are leveraging, leveraging them to achieve their goals. But ultimately, we're going to put you in a position to make the business, the, the business decisions that'll help you achieve your wants, your needs, and your goals. And as long as it aligns with our vision of doing what's best for the borrowers and creating great experiences with the most competitive rates, we're going to support you in that. I'm glad you uh, brought rates up again because I, I want to ask you about you know the actual conversations with these LOs. You know when you jump on the phone, when you jump on a Zoom, you know because you can tell them one thing, but until you actually put it in front of their face and you know what I'm talking about, it, it might not register, it might not click. So what are you doing in these interactions to really drive your point home? Yeah, and that's kind of one of the goals of my conversations is to get. A, a visual for the people that I'm speaking with, right? So maybe I, I start with a text message or a phone call, or you know, it's a, it's a referral, and we have a phone conversation. I want to get these people in front of Loan Sifter, right, or in in front of UWM's pricing engine, so I can show them exactly what our rates are and what our comp is on these deals, because that's when it, everything starts to come to life, right? You can try to paint a verbal picture, but until somebody actually Actually sees it, you know, they don't put all the pieces of the puzzle together. So yeah, I want to get, I want to, I want to show them, I want to give them the, a loan sifter login and run, let them run pricing on their own. And, you know, some of what we're seeing is, it, it just seems completely outrageous to me, you know, to see a, a retail, I, I did a pricing comparison just a week ago on a VA deal with a retail, a local retail loan officer, and they were 300 basis points worse. 300 basis points worse on a VA deal. And you could see right then that person start to feel bad about what they've been selling. And you know, you're, ta- you're talking about a VA deal, right? This is somebody that served our country. This is somebody you want to do what's right for this person. And if, if you know you're 300 basis points out of the market, how can you feel good about selling that to a veteran. I, I don't I don't think you can. Um I know I'm uh, this is a pretty strong pitch right now and and it may it may make people feel uncomfortable. Um but that's the reality of this situation, right? Um our our pricing is head and shoulders better than uh what we're seeing at retail and uh, it, it's it's fun. It's it's fun to know you're you're in a position to win. It's fun to be able to go out there and sell confidently and know you're doing what's best for the borrowers. You've been in sales for a long time now. And as we mentioned earlier, you you oversee business development for the company there. So I'm I'm curious, you know, when you have these conversations, um, in, in this, as you know, is a is a tactic of any good salesperson, um, you know, really digging in and finding out, you know, what the LO needs, you know, what they're looking for. How do you kind of approach that part of these interactions? Yeah. So this is the most most important part of, of, of recruiting, right? It's, it's discovery. Um, and it's the most important part of any sale. Uh, we, throughout my career, I've, I've seen 
you know, I've led larger sales teams, worked at Zillow for nine years, ran my own recruiting firm in the past, um, had some other sales experience sprinkled in there as well. And, you know, one of the biggest mistakes is, is, salespeople tend to value dump and, and that happens with recruiting LOs too, right? You want to tell, you know, tell, tell the person you're speaking with, here's why we're, we're the best. This is what we do. This is who we are, blah, blah, blah. But really what the person you're selling wants to hear is that you're listening to them, that their needs are being heard. So you've got to ask really good questions, right? So for me, when I'm recruiting a retail loan officer, it might be, hey, what, what are you looking for, right? What's important to you? Are you, what, what, are, are you looking to build a team? Right? Are, are you looking to be an individual contributor, and you, and you just want to, you know, plug into another team, right, or plug into our platform? Um, what are you, what are your goals? What do, where do you see yourself in a year, two, three, five years? And and can what it, what we're offering can that put you in a position to achieve those goals, right? So there are, there are a number of different questions you can ask. What's what's the most important thing to you when you're making a decision on where to go next, right? Um, these are the types of things that are really important to understand as you're recruiting. And I would encourage people, you know, anybody, if you're just talking to, you know, a peer, somebody you're friends with, they're retail, make sure you're not just telling them all about you and what your company offers, but figure out what's important to them. And that'll really open things up for you. Uh, it's great, great advice. Um, and asking those open-ended questions is, is so pivotal, um, as you mentioned, Sean. Hey, uh, I want to ask you, because this is something that we hear a lot too, um, these retail LOs, they might be interested in getting into the pool, but they're afraid to actually jump in because they are concerned about how the transition is going to go. You know, how are they going to seamlessly continue to do what it is that they like to do? Uh, and you guys uh, kind of have a, a solve for that, if you will. Yeah. And it, it didn't happen overnight. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's something you, you, you want to work to be perfect on every single transition. Um, but somebody's always going to throw some curveballs at you, right? And, you, and you've got to be ready for those. Um, and you kind of evolve your process over over time, and, and you mold it, and you figure out where you can get better with communication, where you can get more efficient, um, you know, with with your onboarding plan. But you've got to have a baked out transition and onboarding plan that you can share with the people that are thinking about coming over, right? And and lay out those steps. Here we go, A to Z. This is how we're going to hold your hand and walk you through the transition and make sure that nothing is is lost from your pipeline, right? Nothing is lost in, in compensation as you're making this transition. You've got some really good, solid, experienced people that are going to work with you throughout the entire process. Make sure your borrowers and indif- industry professionals are taken care of and make sure that you're going to get ramped up super quickly. Um, so, it, yes, it's training, it's onboarding, it's leveraging partners like UWM for success track, right? To make sure that, you know, they're getting fully immersed in your model as soon as possible. And they can, they again, back to confidence, they can feel super confident, confident about making the move. Great, great stuff, Sean. Uh, I love hearing your insights on this. And uh, we wish you continued success as you uh, help grow the broker channel along with us, Sean Lee from Home Trust Financial and AGI out in Seattle. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker? 
Looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. Welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Matt Grella. He is the president and co-founder of Nexa Mortgage based in Arizona. Matt, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you here. A bit of background on you, seven years in the business now, and I know you are such a huge proponent of the broker channel, so no better, nobody better to talk to uh, than you about this topic of recruiting LOs from retail and bringing them over to wholesale. So, Matt, just first of all, I want to get your perspective on this because we've been hearing about this great migration, right, of retail LOs starting to come over to the broker side, and now we are really starting to see it in full force. What do you make of it? You know, it's really exciting. Um, we love to, we love people who want opportunities to grow. And what better place than in the broker channel, right? You know, you have freedom to take your business to any channel, any way you want, right? If you want to um, customize your own, you know, your own shop to focus on refinances, or you want to focus on leads, or you want to focus on purchases, realtor business, uh, making relationships um, is key. So you've got a lot of options. I think that is what is the most intriguing thing about being a broker right now. And in this market, having options, I believe, is key. How do you describe the approach that you and the folks at Nexa have taken in your efforts to recruit top talent from the retail side? You know, our approach has always been pretty steadfast. Um, we have a team of just very passionate people. Like every one of our 2,200 loan officers are passionate about the broker channel. They're passionate about growing, you know, Nexa and, and, and having people understand really what the culture is all about. Cause that's really what we do is we try to create the culture. Um, and you know, we help one another. Um, you know, I was just on our, our internal Facebook page today and I was answering questions and trying to get feedback while I'm out here on my trip, uh, you know, with UWM and, and, and with, you know, our advisory council. So it's really awesome. Um, we're all there to help one another. We have uh, core values that we follow and, um, I think we live them every day. So, you know, we, we are very passionate about that. I know that rates are always going to be a topic of conversation, oh. uh, and I'm sure you have many of them. So, you know, w- what is it that you do to really show the retail LOs uh, what it is they they can get access to in the wholesale channel in terms of rates? So rates are, you know, always going to be the hot topic um, when you're a loan originator and you're looking to, you know, make a change, make a move, right? So um, in our conversations, yes, we do bring up loan scenarios and we will price a scenario with, with one of the retail LOs and um, it, it never fails. Like the second they see our rates and, you know, at, at the many different lenders that we're set up with, we have 196 lenders that we can choose from. As soon as they see that, that rate difference, it's like, wow, what am I, sign me up right now. How do I get that? So um, it is a very good uh, sales technique. It's not the only thing that we use, obviously, because we are, you know, we have the services, we have the systems, we have all that stuff too. So, um, but it's it's an eye opener, you know, it really is. Is that just one of those situations where it's, you can tell them as much as you want, but once you actually show them, once you put it in front of their face, then that's when it really registers. A hundred percent. Because many, many times what you're finding is that when we talk to the retail guys that are coming over, like, oh, I would have to get a price concession to get there. And then, or I would have to do X, Y, Z and, and, you know, maybe put it as like a branch lead and get like reduced compensation. And then when you show them that you can still get full compensation on a loan like that with that rate, 
it, it it's lights out. They're like, all right, we're, I'm signing up. Where do I start? So one of the other uh, unique aspects of, of your organization is uh, the freedom and flexibility that you give your LOs to kind of come in and really create whatever kind of business model uh, they see fit to create. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. So we believe in full autonomy and and empowering our loan officers. They're our partners to run their business the way they see fit. Um, we trust that they have a business plan. And I, and I talk about this every week on the onboarding call with all of our new LOs. Um, we trust that you have a business plan. We have two expectations. Do it the right way and be compliant and be profitable, right? Run your business in a profitable manner. So um, there is no, you know, cookie cutter approach. Um, you know, not, you, you don't, you can dabble in whatever you want to do. If you want to work on leads, if you want to work on purchases, realtor business and all that stuff and realtor referrals, you can do that too. If you want to, um, do non QM, you can, you know, we have all those products. So we allow them to do that and, and really run their business or so we're completely hands off. Uh, it's, it just seems like such a smart way to approach it because, you know, you know, this having been in the business, um, as long as you have. Everybody has a certain way they like to go about it. And like you said, there isn't a cookie cutter way. There's no, you know, quote unquote playbook for the way that every single LO out there is going to get business. So for you guys, I would have to think that gives you a huge advantage knowing that you have all of these uh, setups in place to cater to the the different, you know, wants and needs of these LOs. You know, uh, yes, it it does give us that that, um, capability to be very flexible. Puts a lot of stress on our internal team. Uh, don't get me wrong; um, they they do a great job. Our internal team's phenomenal. I want to give a shout out to them. Does put a lot of pressure on them on our compliance team, especially because they are working nonstop to help answer questions for LOs. I mean, the questions that come in are, are you know constant, and and they're about different scenarios, and each scenario has its own little nuance. So they are working very hard to make sure that. You know, they're there for our loan officers. And then, you know, like you said, if you run any type of business model, you allow that to happen. Um, we put all the pressure on ourselves to make it happen. We want the LO to feel that they are in control because they are in control. Like, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our loan officers. So we're going to give it all back to them. And that's what our, our mentality is. Right, you said that you're talking to, you know, somewhere between seven and 10 retail LOs a week. Um, as, a, as a whole, as a company, Nexa is having hundreds yes. of these conversations every week. So I'm curious, you know, we, we've all heard the myths, you know, mm-hmm. that exist on the retail side about what, you know, what it's like being a broker. Right. What are the most common ones that you guys hear? You know, my, one of my favorite ones uh, that I get is they, they come and they say, well, you know, right now, uh, in, in, in my retail shop where I'm at, the underwriter, I can just walk into their office and talk to them, right? I, I walk in their office and talk to them and I said, well, that's great, but you're still working within one set of guidelines, right? Like you, you, you don't, you don't have the opportunity to talk to 197 different underwriters. So if your loan is a near miss here, or maybe there's some uh, condition that you can't overcome here, but another lender has the ability to, you know, maybe be a little bit more lenient or whatever they've you know, what better products or something like that, something that can, that can help you maneuver that you, you can change it here as a broker. You can go to that lender. So, um, the biggest thing that I saw is I had more control. Um, I feel like you have more control as a broker with your loans. You have more control over the relationship with the client, more control with the, over the relationship with the realtor, um, and more control of your overall business. So, you know, I look at it as you get out of this business, what you put into it. And it's one of those things where the, the more effort, the more resources you can put into it, the more you're going to get out. So um, that would, to me was the biggest myth when like, ah, I lose control and I can talk to my underwriter. I'm like, that's great. But 
I've actually had underwriters call me and thank me for my business, which I've never had before in retail. So it's crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to take Matt, you know, for, you know, the holdouts, those that are still set in their ways, you know, they like having the support system. They, they just like where they are, even if there are, you know, some things that have changed, you know, where do you see this, this tide really shifting and bringing a lot more um, than that are even coming over right now. A lot more of these retail LOs coming over to broker. You know, they're going to continue right now in this, in this current environment. Um, they're going to continue to see that they have less products, less options. I think that is what's going to really be the driving force for more loan officers to come over from retail. Um, the, the, the compression on their commissions has been happening um, until a refi boom happens again, which, you know, there's talks about it like surfacing again. But until that comes back around, the, the discomfort comes from losing deals because you don't have a product. Right. So um, if you don't have a self-employment, a self-employed borrower product or a bank statement loan or something like that, something different, um, you're going to start losing deals. You're going to start feeling that pain. So I think that is really going to be what pushes people over the edge into coming over the broker world, you know, even more. Um, the compensation is great. You know, we're still going to have that if they haven't moved now for the compensation. It's not going to matter what it is, you know, a few months from now down the road. It's going to be the products, I feel. Interesting. Uh, you know, everybody likes to bring in a, a high producer to their to their company, yeah. right? And I'm sure you guys do as well. We do. Uh, but, but what are some of the things, you know, that you are looking for specifically? Because, you know, I'm sure you've run into this in the past. You know, even though somebody might be a top producer at their yeah. retail company, they might not necessarily be a good fit for Nexa. So we look at our core values. And, and the very first one that comes to mind is treat others as you want to be treated, like the golden rule. So we always say this, like character goes beyond, you know, the transaction. Okay, so we always look at how do they interact? How do we kind of mold? How do they fit into what's going on? You know, how are they? We, we have a very unique process when you're onboarding where everything is done, you know, virtually, right? And it's at a click of a button and you get your own, you know, person to help you through the process. And we get a lot of feedback like, hey, this one person is a little bit hard to work with or hard to deal with. So we can start seeing some of these these red flags ahead of time and stuff like that. So we really want to make sure that they're a right fit. We also want to make sure that they're growth minded. You know, we, we you're not going to don't become a broker to just do the same amount of business. Become a broker to grow your business. Become a broker to have more products than anybody else to offer better rates and to win more deals and to help more people buy homes. Like just do that. So, you know, we always look for those people who are growth minded, who have a great plan, you know, a big business plan coming in. And they have good character. That's really what we look for. That's well said. Matt Grella from Nexa Mortgage. Thanks so much for joining us. Continued success to you and the team. Thank you. Appreciate it. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.